r slash ask reddit mental health professionals of reddit what is the saddest case of wow this person really fucked up because of how they were treated during their childhood you have ever come across one of my first cases when i first started in the mental health field and i'll never forget i was providing therapy to a young girl who was pooping on herself after holding it in for as long as she could Mom originally thought it was some kind of anxiety or fear of the toilet but after a couple more sessions I found out that the girl was being sexually abused by her stepfather and pooping felt like penetration to her so in order to avoid that sensation she would hold it in as long as possible. It was heartbreaking to find that out and a hell of an introduction to the field. Edit. Not sure if this is okay to do here but as a way to help people that don't have access to mental health services I started providing free mental health advice answering psychology related questions a few months ago through the form of social media and videos. If anyone is in need of assistance feel free to inbox me and I will provide you with my information. Thank you. I once had a patient that offered herself to be raped by her stepfather so he would not instead rape her little sister. While her mother was passed out drunk in the sofa. I don't think I'll ever be able to forget this. I formerly worked as a psychiatric doctor. I can honestly say the most common denominator amongst my most seriously ill patients was a traumatic childhood. Physical. Emotional. Sexual abuse. Adverse life experiences. Homelessness. All of these leave imprints which can be very difficult to erase. I have so many times interacted with patients described as troublesome, threatening, aggressive the reasons of which become as clear as day when looking at their backgrounds. If anyone out there is going through tough times, please try to reach out. Even though that may seem impossible, the earlier you seek help, the easier the path to recovery. I work with the homeless population. I would say over half the clients I work with have childhood trauma. The drugs. Alcohol and mental illness in this population is incredibly high but the common denominator is more often than not childhood abuse neglect. There is an incredible level of loneliness and hopelessness that many of my clients experience and many of them are haunted by their past or still living in it. So many parents seem to think their divorce doesn't affect their kids. Can't go into specifics. But one kid ended up with conversion disorder because their parents divorce was so horrendous. Parents. Don't drag your kids into your mess. Keep it civil. Don't let kids witness the nasty, drawn out stuff. They're not pawns in your chess battle with your ex. They are your children. And you will give them lifelong issues if you treat them as points to be won. I work with people with developmental disabilities. One dude was literally chained to a bed and sold as a sex slave as a child. He is totally mild-mannered, sweet, and chill. But if he feels nervous or threatened he hulks out. His group home had a vending machine in the basement. So the staff took him down there to get him a special snack that they didn't have in the kitchen. Being in the poorly lit basement sent him into PTSD hell. And he knocked that thing right over. Another time he was sitting on his bed. And staff was trying to put his shirt on him. The staff sort of hoisted himself up by putting his foot on the guy's bed. Making himself loom over the client. Staff got his whip broken with a kick. Everyone's learned to be more cognizant of possible triggers. But you always have to be wary of setting off an episode. No one blames him though. And he is always so apologetic afterward. Almost heartbreakingly so. So many. 
I've seen a number of men who were pimped out by their parents for drugs as young boys. And now. And surprisingly. Are violent and also struggle with addiction. So incredibly sad. I see a lot of young people that come from really rough neighborhoods. One or both parents in and out of prison. Gang involvement. A lot of them have lost family members to gun violence, I ask every person about trauma in my assessment and a lot of them deny because to them it's not trauma. It's normal. It's all they know. Just so sad. We see a lot of refugees from Iraq, Sudan etc. The violence some of them have suffered is inhuman. Sometimes it makes me want to go home and want to crawl under the bed in the fetal position and cry. The childhood sexual abuse ones destroy me. But at this point I've met a lot of parents that are terminally clueless and don't understand why their children aren't close to them, or why their children are struggling with their mental health getting into unhealthy relationships etc. I met a father whose child was hospitalized for suicidal thoughts. His response to us discussing her hospitalization and SI was where I'm from. You either do it or you stop fucking talking about it. He called her moments of being emotional pussy tantrums. He said that her time with me was my way of scamming insurance companies. I still worry about her. Psychiatrist here, first year. Just graduated medical school. Saw a case on the inpatient adolescent unit of a 14 year boy with suspected EMDD, destructive mood dysregulation disorder. He was admitted after blowing out of his most recent foster placement. In a fit of rage he broke TVs. Tables. Walls. He attacked the police officers called to the house. Biting and scratching at them. He sounded like an overall piece of shit. Bratty kid. Come to learn he was born with NAS, neonatal abstinence syndrome, to a mother abusing IV and inhaled heroin during all three trimesters. He was born in acute opiate withdrawal requiring methadone replacement therapy for the first year of infancy. Fast forward 14 years with that baseline level of neurologic functioning and you get a kid who seemingly explodes for no reason. When in reality his prefrontal cortex is years behind causing his impulsivity to be almost unrestrained. Sad case. Cool kid though. He kicked my ass in Smash 4 we most days. I've been working at a mental health facility for about 30 years now and I once was counseling a man who was held down and tickled for minutes upon minutes. The man now has a paranoia of tank tops and shorts because he believes it leaves him vulnerable. A 20 year old client who had a significant history of mental, sexual and physical abuse due to the numerous foster homes he was out in through his lifetime. Came to me admitting he was seeking out child exploitation videos on the internet. His bravery and courage he showed by telling me was a moment I will never forget. He was devastated and knew he was wrong and desperately wanted help. He knew. We all knew it was a learned behavior with him and got him the help he needed before becoming a predator. This kid had a nightmare life. A nightmare and would have rather died than inflict that pain into someone else. Looked after a 14 year old. She was in hospital for her 15th birthday. Multiple suicide attempts, I'm talking 20 plus. On her birthday she wanted to call her mum. I let her but had to listen in, standard procedure. Her mum didn't say happy birthday but asked what she wanted. Telling her she'd buy anything she wanted. Daughter said she just wanted to see her. Mum said she couldn't do that but she'd send presents. This girl was the daughter of two successful, very wealthy lawyers. 
All she wanted was to see spend time with them but they thought they could just throw money at her until she was better. Money can't buy happiness. It's been a few years now and I wouldn't be surprised if she's had a completed attempt by now. I am a trained counselor and worked in a place for youth who sexually harm others. Most of these young people have experienced sexual abuse themselves at a very young age. Ranging from severe neglect, crying as a baby for hours and not being changed, to seeing a father figure forcing lewd acts on the mother to incest. It was difficult hearing about their history. One particular case stands out. He was still a kid when he got sexually abused by an older man. The man stayed in the house with his family. Because he was a family friend. The boy was often in his room and even sleeping overnight. The parents didn't say anything. While the abuse continued. He was wrongfully taught abuse equals love. So when he started liking other kids. He did what he knew from his own sad experiences. I've worked in children's mental health for a few years now and when it comes to aggressive kids I'd say 90% of the time it's because the parents. I've quickly gained empathy cause when a kid is hitting, kicking, biting you know it's because of trauma they've gotten over the years from parents. I'd say the roughest is the kids who have been sex trafficked. I've worked with more than one little girl under the age of 9 who had spent most of their life sex trafficked, some starting at age 2, and when they're scared or need something. They resort to sexualized behaviors, saying sexual things, touching inappropriate places, act, and when that doesn't work they'd resort to violence. It sucks knowing they're screwed up like that cause their parent traded them every time they wanted to get high. The real kicker is how no matter fucked up thing the parent did. The kids still love their parents. Bless kids and their ability to love cause like holy shit man that's impressive. I don't know the rest of the details. But there's a guy that was taken from his parents. One of the reasons cited was witnessed his parents ritually sacrifice a dog. He deserves all the disability checks that he gets. No child should see that shit. I had a patient whose mom pulled her out of school due to anxiety and bullying, and then just didn't seek help. She kept her at home not talking to anyone for 4 years. Now she is an adult and incapable of looking anyone in the eye. I think the worst stories aren't necessarily the outliers. Although they are often the most interesting and dramatic. As a therapist. The most draining cases are bad parenting creating bad parenting leading to abuse and neglect that is minimized and justified. People develop personality disorders from a combination of things. Fuck up. Have kids. Fuck the kids up. Then those kids have kids while they are still kids who fuck it up all over again. I was punched in the face by a man who was beaten as a child. His dad would make him and his mom crawl on all fours in the backyard like dogs and beat them. His dad would force him to watch his dad perform sexual acts on his mother. He and his mom would have to put their head in between their legs on car rides into town because his father didn't want to be seen with them. He was constantly trying to escape the group home he lived in because the trauma would replay in his head. I've never felt so much love to someone who is abusive but he really had a heart of gold when he wasn't in PTSD mode. When he punched me in the face it was like he was seeing a different face on me. He did this then just stared at me as if he didn't know what he had just done. I am a licensed social worker and I work at a psych hospital. The saddest stories are the kids who have had a suicide attempt at such young ages. As others who work in this field have mentioned. It's typically some sort of trauma and lack of supports in place. 
several health organizations did a research study on adverse childhood events and how it affected the health of an individual long term. The study was interesting because it showed that childhood trauma can directly correlate to earlier death in individuals. You can find the questions online with the power of Google for anyone who is interested. Worked in Medsug but had a guy in his 20s who had a lot of mental health problems and physical problems. FHE was a paraplegic with large open bed sores on his bottom. With schizophrenia and bipolar. He threw trays at us. Once ripped the call light out of the wall and hit another nurse with it. He would freak out and try to climb out of bed if we shut the door. Finally got the backstory. His mom and older sister kept him locked in a closet and only took him out to molest him. So he lived in a closet for half his life until finally CPS was notified. He was in custody of the state. And his bed sore started bleeding heavily. Doctors would not order blood transfusions. He died in the hospital crying. Holding my co-worker's hand. Asking if he was going to heaven. Such bad circumstances. Prenatal exposure to alcohol and or drugs. Born premature. Head injury as a baby due to parental neglect. This person was not even 6 months old and the future was so grim. Clinical psychologist here. It would indeed be unethical to describe details here. However. What gets me the most sad are the tales of childhood sexual abuse. As adults these souls are still wrestling with a myriad of self-esteem related traumas. Child abuse crosses an ocean of time to steal the joy from even the simplest of daily life moments and activities. If anyone out there reads this. Please reach out and get some help. With quality therapy you can reclaim your personal power and begin to thrive. Peace. 15 year old tried to commit suicide after being found guilty of molesting his 7 year old sister for 2 years. Come to find out his dad had been sexually abusing him for nearly his entire childhood, ages 1-12, until his dad committed suicide and blamed his son in his suicide note for ratting him out. I know this will be buried. But thank you to mental health professionals you saved my life. Had to spend the longest week of my life in a suicide proof cell. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced. But that was because of the self reflection. You are saints. And you deserve far more recognition for the work you do. I'm sorry to the police. EMTs. And nurses that had to deal with me and yet you helped me get to where I can at least just. Be. Thank you. More than once I have met someone who was sold by a parent for drugs. You can genuinely feel your heart break when you hear that out loud. I am a therapist, community mental health, in one of the poorest cities in my state. Specifics are not allowed. But the biggest issue I see are parents not realizing that having children means much sacrifice. Lots of parents I work with view their children as friends. These parents continue their social lifestyle without understanding the impact on their children. I personally have three kids. My fun ended years ago. My focus is now on the humans I had a part of bringing into this world and the responsibility that comes with it. And yes, I have a great time with my kids. It's now a part of my job to get other parents to see their role as teachers and not partying it up every night. I used to work as a mental health tech with adolescents. So anyone 17 and under is who I was working with. I helped with all sorts of mental health issues. From depression to dysmorphia to borderline to schizophrenia. The list goes on. When we were assigned cases and patients. They were called our kids. 
I'll never forget one of my kids. He was a 9 year old boy. On the surface he was kind and sweet. And loved to play and have fun. He seemed completely normal. Which he only was because we got him away from his family. He was in our care because he was molesting his toddler younger sister. He was only doing that because he thought causing sexual pain was the only way to punish people. We found he had been abused by his mom. To the point she squeezed his testicles so hard one of them ruptured and became non-functional. His father was trying to gain custody of him. But the courts kept ruling in her favor. We got him removed from his mom's custody and into his grandparents, his dad's parents. Not his mom's, care in the time I was working with him. And we were helping his dad in gaining custody. I unfortunately have many more stories about the kids I worked with. You should check out the documentary Child of Rage about Beth Thomas. Who had severe behavioral problems as a result of being sexually abused as a very young child. It's only about 30 minutes but it's fascinating and deeply tragic. The way this child so nonchalantly talks about her violent acts and feelings is chilling. However. I have heard that after years of therapy she managed to end up a normal adult. So there is a bit of a happy ending. Not a mental health professional but both my best friends are fucked because of their childhoods and families. One is suicidal and deals with stress by bottling it up. Every time she's expressed her feelings her parents have shoved it back in her face and essentially told her to go fuck herself. She wrote a suicide note on her essay in English once and instead of helping her with her problems. Her parents berated her for embarrassing the family. She breaks down in tears every time I tell her she can vent. My other is on her way to becoming an alcoholic with a constant sexuality crisis. She sleeps around and can't settle in a healthy relationship. Her self-esteem is skewed on her parents' perception of her and how men perceive her. She's angry almost constantly. I have the stablest home life out of us three and I want nothing more than to steal these girls away when we all graduate. At the age of 7 after her father killed her mother she was sent into foster care with her uncle. Her uncle started raping her. And then a year or two later started pimping her out to their church. Including the minister. Aunt was aware and encouraged everything that was going on. Shaken baby syndrome kid still in the care of the mom who had shaken him. Can't really describe more without identifying features. But it was pretty messed up. Firstly. Almost all mentally ill persons have some sort of past trauma. Some worse than others. Genes play a large factor but trauma itself can shake a person loose. I work in the most prominent forensic mental health facility in my state. Countless patients who were victims of incest, torture, neglect, and abuse. One of the saddest was a guy who was passed around in the foster care system and was sexually molested by more than one foster family. No wonder he was always paranoid and defensive. The worst I can think of is a patient who witnessed his mother get her brains blown out by her boyfriend in the front seat while he sat in the back of the car. That particular patient defends women at all costs and once held a grudge for years against another patient that attacked female staff. When he finally got on the same unit as the peer, he beat the black off him, patient's words. He is also black. Attachment disorders trouble me. Not a pro but we adopted two brothers. The younger has an attachment disorder which basically means the infant or young toddler did not bond with anyone. I think one of the key things that happens is the soul doesn't develop basic trust and will have great difficulty trusting anyone or any entity for the rest of their life. This affects mates, friends, 
Bosses. Police. Counselors. Everyone. Imagine being an infant and you're hungry so you cry. But nothing happens. Repeatedly. You lose trust and may develop strong control issues. Our son's control issues included a school teacher giving instruction or correcting an answer as someone trying to control. Not help. What troubles me is the person's condition started before the age any memory recall is possible so they have no other frame of reference so it is very difficult to treat. I worked in corrections and on Sundays there would be coffee with breakfast. One of my female inmates always vomited and basically it turned out that as a teen her dad would rape her then buy her coffee to make himself feel less guilty about it. The sight or smell of coffee made her projectile vomit even a decade later. Not a mental health professional. One of my best friends got mixed up with the wrong people and ended up becoming a major drug addict and OD'd right before her 30th. Leaving behind two kids she loved dearly. Poor girl was beyond naturally smart and witty. But couldn't work out the issues from growing up. She had a handful of siblings and lived in a very Christian based nuclear family. She was the youngest and made scapegoat for everything. I never saw any physical abuse but none of the family had a problem tearing into her. I remember thinking my house was bad to live in. But I was super grateful I wasn't in my friend's shoes. She never could find her sense of self worth. It tears me up that none of us could help her. I feel like not all childhood damage is even on purpose. I was a young guy who knew he was gay being raised in a strict southern baptist home. I hid who I was and just pretended to prefer to be alone until I was 37. I finally came out and it feels like the damage is already done and was too extensive to come back from. My folks never meant to hurt me. They thought they were raising me in the best way but in reality it was an environment that taught me to hate myself and loathe who I was. It taught me to not value being alive and to never be able to envision myself being happy. The fear of people finding out and disowning me. The fear of rejection or judgment. These things led to habits of self-hate and self-image issues. Fear of rejection. Etc. It's crippling and even in working with a therapist I feel like I make no progress. It feels like it's buried in me so deeply that I can never improve. I finally told everyone that I was gay because the fear of dying alone terrified me and yet I have never been more sure that it will likely be my fate anyway. I've been in a lot of group therapy as a patient. I know this isn't a direct answer to the question. But I feel the need to say it anyway. After all this therapy I learned to never assume anything about someone's family. Never assume they have parents in the first place even. If they did have parents. Never assume they are nice or deserving of respect. Simple things like asking a stranger about Mother's Day or whatever could be really intrusive and a lot of people don't seem to understand the concept of cutting family. Gasp. Out of your life. We did a value exercise and a lot of people chose family as a top value. Which is okay. But I think it should be respect love. If your family has that. Then they will be in that rank. But family doesn't get a pass. I try not to probe about those things unless people want to talk about it. I've had two cases of children who had suffered insane abuse. Before working in the field I would have never been able to dream up such fucked up abuse for my worst enemy. Let alone for my own child. One of the children would repeatedly slam his head against the ground and as a result suffered some pretty severe and permanent brain damage so he will never be able to process his trauma. The other child pretty much lives in a permanent state of psychosis. Maybe this kid will eventually pull through. 
but unfortunately I'm doubtful. I also worked with two kids who were abused by their father who was a psychologist. Because he knew how children typically responded to trauma he was able to condition them to react differently in response and as a result their abuse was hidden a lot longer. That too though. I think we'll eventually be fine. I'll join in. I work psych as one of my jobs. Took care of a guy in his late 20s. Told me his father was in with some bad people and used to sell drugs and guns. If he didn't have enough money to pay someone he would trade one of his kids as a sex toy to pay the debt. Because my PT was blonde and blue eyed he got traded a lot. His father was also very racist and would catch black people in the woods near the rural area they lived and kill them. He described in detail how his father found a black boy brought him back to a forest then had his kids kill him and bury him. His father one day got tired of the mother who objected to some of this stuff and so the father killed her in the living room one day. Had the kids dismember her body and bury it. This went on for years and years. My patient was never going to be a to get over this no matter how much therapy. Sometimes you can just tell. He was constantly reliving it. It's gotta be the family gangbang on the sister from the fundamental Christian brothers. Dad believed that God brought the four brothers a sister so when the oldest boy hit puberty he gifted him the sister to learn to be a man with. Because it was his sister. They got to both retain their virginity. Then the next brother. The next. And the next. They would have sex classes together with honor. All in Jesus' name. Amen. Clarified, mom then had three younger brothers and then a sister for them. She could handle it but the shit hit the fan when the oldest of the younger brothers started to approach puberty marking the little sister as the gift. In all the nine kids were all born within 16-17 years. She was the main caregiver for all of them as well so while she was being abused. She also cared deeply for her siblings and saw them as her responsibility. She was brilliant but the trauma was complex. Working in group care. I had a client whose parents would sell her body. From toddler age to about grade 3, about when she was taken into care, to regular travelers through town in exchange for drugs and money. Her family and extended family would tell her these people were friends and needed fun time cuddles and that she was the best daughter that anyone could have because she was special for doing this. When I was working with her in her teens she didn't trust anyone that ever gave her compliments. And would often have panic attacks when people said she did a good job at something or was skilled at something. Was the saddest fallout of abuse I think I've ever seen. She had several suicide attempts and a lot self-harm. Last I heard, years ago. She's doing a lot better now after finding a good match for a therapist. I sincerely hope her family never sees the light of day again. And that some bad things happen to them in prison. I had a client from a court program who said her dad used to inject her with drugs. And as a little kid used to pimp her out to his friends. This was all while she was single digits in age. She spent her life using varying substances and prostituting herself. So now that she's trying to get clean. She's struggled even more with managing the emotions of her trauma. I worked as a counselor in that program for a year. And heard many similar stories. But this one sticks out the most because of how hard it seemed like she was trying to turn things around. I'm a security guard on a psych unit. I once had a patient refuse her medicine. Which is a fairly common occurrence. Normally. That's fine. The doctor will convince them to take their meds the next day. However. This girl was extremely psychotic. In some cases, 
We have to hold patients down for a shot. As soon as we walked in the room. This girl started screaming daddy please don't. I promise I'll stop. No. I'll be good. She got the shot and just curled up and started bawling. This was the saddest forced shot we've ever had to give and all of us left the room completely silent. I worked at a psychiatric hospital for guys who had successfully argued not guilty for reasons of insanity please. One guy had murdered his neighbor after they had some kind of normal neighbory dispute. He told me. In detail. How he grew up on a farm and his dad would kill one of his dogs in front of him every time he acted out as a child. An individual whose mother threw acid on her. Scars all over her body from it. And that was only the tip of the abuse iceberg this client had to deal with. If you want to get nothing in return, you can like and join my discord, there is a link in the description.